Come on, church. Can we give it up for Jesus in this place this morning? Do you love Jesus here? Let's give him some praise. He is worthy. God, we just thank you, Lord, that you are with us this morning. Thank you, God, that you're here amongst us, that you dwell inside us, and that you're for us and not against us, God. Thank you for the, for the word that you've placed on my heart this morning, God, which I'm believing, I'm stirred up for, to bring breakthrough in people's lives this morning, God. And I thank you for my daughter being quiet in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Amen. Awesome. You may take your seats. The team's gone. Thanks so much, team. You were brilliant. That was awesome. Pip, worship fail was brilliant. That was, I love that. That was so <laughs> amazing, authentic. And, uh, and it is good to be here with you, Real Life Church. Uh, I bring greetings from Hillsong Church and my senior pastors, Brian and Bobby Houston. It is great to be here with you this morning. And uh, the noisy child down here is mine. Her name is Maya most gorgeous kid in the world with great vocal cords and then my beautiful wife Beck is here as well and uh, and we're pumped to be here this morning we're pumped to be at this church because uh, we, we've loved Real Life Church for so many years now and seen God do so many wonderful things uh, to this church and through this church, especially in the community of, of Maitland here, but we especially love Loz and Lottie and the family as well. Uh, we are great friends, not just in ministry with these guys, but uh, in life in general, and, uh, and we're big fans of you, and we thank you for continually encouraging us and helping us become better people, and uh, do you love your pastors here, church? Yes, awesome, they're amazing, and, uh, and how cool is it that Lottie is off in Arnhem Land uh, doing his thing, I've been tracking him on Instagram and watching uh, the amazing things he's doing, he really does have that uh, apostle calling on his life, obviously he's our pastor here today, but he has that apostle calling on his life, and if you think about the word apostle, it comes from the Greek apostolos which means to be sent, and well done, church, for sending him. And his fruit will be your fruit. Amen. And I'm just uh, really encouraged for what he will bring back from there in his spirit, in his heart, and also the fruit of that as well, which is pretty cool. You ready for the Word of God? Awesome. Well, if you've got your Bibles, why don't you open up to James chapter 1, verses 2 to 4. I'm reading out of the message version, and it says this, Consider it a sheer gift friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try and get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. This is James saying, consider it a sheer gift when you're going through challenges. Consider it a sheer gift when you're going through trials, when tough times come, when the stress of the world is coming at you. Consider it a sheer gift when the kids are sick and you're sick and your partner's sick, yet someone still needs to get up in the morning and, and uh, cook breakfast or go to work. Consider it a sheer gift when the bills are, are coming in and you're wondering, how am I going to pay for those bills? Consider it a sheer gift if you're a uni student here and you're going through exams and assignments are due and you're wondering, how am I going to go through it? How am I going to get through this challenge? Consider it a gift, James is saying. When we're going through these stressful times, I think of uh, stressful times that I've been through, just as you have many, many stressful moments. I wonder if one in particular that resounds with me, one of the most stressful times is not when I asked my wife to marry me. That wasn't too stressful. We're on the same page. 
the stressful time was when I asked her dad for permission to marry her. That was, that was stressful. Oh, look, I remember um, I was living in Melbourne at the time. And uh, Beck's dad happened to be uh, coming down visiting and uh, I managed to arrange a time for him to, to catch up with him and I was in work time so I spoke to my boss and I said, oh, I've got to go and have the big chat with the potential father-in-law and he's like, oh no, oh, he was worried for me as well and he said, all the best for that and, and I went down to a cafe because I booked a cafe, I booked a time with him at a cafe, I thought a public place where there's lots of people. <laughs> He can't shout at me, he can't hurt me, he can't kill me. And, uh, and I, went, I was so nervous, I was, I was so stressed to go and speak to him about this. I was under such stress that uh, I couldn't even talk. I whispered. I don't know why I whispered. It's a noisy cafe, I was whispering. And I've got to tell you, church, he grilled me. He gave me a hard time. He, he challenged me on things. He, he, uh, I, I really think I made a way for my future brother-in-law. I just got it all out of his system straight away, and he gave it all to me. And that was one of the most stressful times, stressful things that I've went through. But it's in these moments of stress, it's in these moments of, of challenge and, and of concern that James says that our true colors will be displayed. Our, our true colors of our faith will be shown. And he says, don't try and get out of it prematurely. Let it take its course because at the end of this stress is something more valuable, something of more worth, something so significant that will help us and grow us to become the champions that God's called us to be. So it's under this idea of this immense stress that the title of my message this morning comes from, if you're taking notes, the title is Press Into Stress. Press Into Stress. You see, there's two types of stress in this world. One stress is going to stretch you, and one stress will stop you. One stress is going to withhold things from you, damage you, hurt you, bring pain to your life. Why the other stress wants to inspire you, uh, push you forward, to push boundaries, to take all that God has for you. And it's how we respond to this stress that really determines how we can embrace it. If you think about how if I didn't press into the stress of, of speaking to Beck's dad, then maybe I would not have been married to the most beautiful woman in the world. Maybe I wouldn't have got to uh, travel the world with my best friend. Maybe I wouldn't have had the privilege of raising our beautiful daughter because I didn't press into stress. Church, I've got to tell you, God wants us to press into stress. He wants us to press into the challenges. He wants us to press in to trials. He wants us to press into the tough times because it's in those tough times, in those challenges, in those trials, when we don't think we're good enough, when we don't think we can handle it, when we think we are weak, it is He who is strong. Can someone say amen? amen. It is He who is strong. He wants us to press in to stress. It's because when we press into stress, it moves us forward. And moves us into our destiny and moves us into the plan and purpose that God has for us. Think about some of the greatest stories in the Bible of people pressing into stress. Think about Esther who pressed into stress when she went and spoke to the king. And, and it was her pressing into that stress that saw the Jewish people saved. Think about Moses who, who pressed into stress when he spoke to Pharaoh and the Israelites were set free. Think about Paul, the great apostle Paul, who pressed into stress over and over and over again. And the gospel went out to the Gentiles, and we're fruit of that. 
These are people who pressed into stress. They leaned into hardships, which was the beginning of God doing something beyond their abilities. And James is saying in this scripture that it's in these moments our faith life is forced out into the open. Our true colors are shown and and we shouldn't try and get out of it prematurely. You see, friends, stress is not weakness. To say you're stressed doesn't make you weak. It shows you're human, doesn't it? But if we let stress stop us from receiving everything that God has for us, then we're allowing an enemy to rob us of something that he has no right in taking. The enemy wants to come and steal and kill and destroy. He wants to steal your destiny. He wants to kill your dreams. He wants to destroy your family, your marriage, your hopes, your finances. He wants to see you living in the rubble. But God says, no, I am victor. I have defeated the enemy. He is a defeated foe. We have a God who gives us the power to say no to the enemy. You are defeated. Your plans are defeated. You have no right over my life. And that's what God wants us to press into today. So what challenge are you facing today? What's, what's holding you back from all that God has for you? Is it asking that girl out on a date? Are you afraid that she's going to say no? What if she says yes? Is it starting up that new business? Are you afraid that it's going to fail? Well, friend, what if it succeeds? What about starting the, the journey of tithing? You're worried about, oh, if I give 10% of my income, I'm not going to have enough money. Friend, God's promise is he can do more with your 90% than you could possibly do with your 100%. Will you press into stress today? Our love for what our heart desires needs to be greater than the challenges that we face. Let me say that again. Our love for what our heart desires needs to be greater than the challenges we face. We need to decide that we'll press into stress rather than run from it. Because the truth is, stress will rob you of life. I'm not sure if anyone's seen the movie here, 127 Hours. Has anyone seen it? Well, spoiler alert, spoiler alert if you haven't. It's a story of a guy called Aaron Rouston who was a mountain climber in Utah in the U.S., and uh, he was a rock climber, mountain climber, that kind of thing. And um, he took off. It's a true story, this movie. And he took off uh, one day with enough rations to go and climb a mountain for a day. And he did that and um, he was by himself out in the middle of nowhere. And what happened was, tragically, he fell down a, a hole, a, a crevice, and he got stuck metres underground. And what happened? He fell down and a boulder landed on his arm and he was pinned there. Oh, if you think this is squirmish now, you wait. And his arm was pinned there and uh, he had enough rations for one day. He screamed and there was no one around to hear him. And for the first day, he was obviously under immense pain, but he had water and food and that ran out. And by the second day, he started to get dehydrated and had no food. By the third day, his arm was going gangrene and uh, he was uh, starting to hallucinate because no food and no water. But it was by the fourth day that he resolved, you know what, I'm going to die here. This is where I'm going to die. No one can help me. I'm trapped. I'm going to die. On the fifth day, he had this revelation, this, this realization that the only thing that's stopping him from freedom is his arm. His arm is holding him back from being saved, holding him back from escaping, holding him back from living. And so this is where it gets stressful. And if you're a bit squeamish, you probably want to close your ears. He proceeded to pull out a pocket knife with a blade about this big. (laughs) 
I better be careful of what I'm saying. And started to sever his arm off, cutting through the flesh. He got to the bone bit and the knife wouldn't cut through the bone. So he had to snap the bone off. And he escaped. He escaped. And it was the stress of this situation that had him trapped literally, that had him isolated, that had him in in pain and separated from the world. It kept him in the dark. That's what stress will do. It will keep us in the dark sometimes. And could you imagine what would have happened if Aaron didn't press into stress? Death would have happened. Literally, he would have died. But because he pressed into stress, he was able to escape. He was able to live and they made a movie about him. You see, what happens with stress is it spurs us into action. It's the stress of running into a Rolls Royce that makes you buy car insurance, hey? It's the, it's the fear of a heart attack that stops us eating junk food every day. It's the, uh, it's the concern of losing a loved one that makes us value quality time. When we press into stress, we're making our faith bigger than our fear. And I want to ask you, church, what challenges are you facing today? Are you unsure of the unknown? Well, my God has a plan and purpose for your life. Are you worried about um, having no hope or peace or, or comfort? Well, my God is the God of hope. He's able to bring pre- peace in your situation now. He's able to comfort you through the grief that you may be going through. Are you worried about having a life with no family or, or friends? Well, look around. There's a room full of people here who wants to be your family and friends. Let me tell you, if you put your faith in Jesus, then not only can you press into stress, that you can take hold of all that God wants you to have hold of. And I think of, uh, I think of no greater example in the Bible, and especially of this situation, where, than Jesus Christ at the Garden of Gethsemane, where he pressed into stress right before he went to the cross. And if you've got your Bibles there, and it'll probably come up on the screen as well. Open up to Matthew 26, from verses 36 onwards. And this is the account of Jesus from Matthew, verse 36. It says, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. Thinking about it, he's about to go to the cross, something pretty full on. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. He almost sensed the anxiousness, the anxiety in his heart. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow. He can sense the stress. To the point of death, he says, stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Verse 42, he went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it's not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. He wanted it to be taken away. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Talk about a stressful time. He's watching his, one of his friends, someone he's spent the last three years, years with, come and about to betray him into the hands of the Roman soldiers who are going to whip him, scourge him, beat him, punish him. Then he was about to take on the sins of the world on the cross. 
he was under immense stress. If you think about Luke's account in Luke's gospel of this very situation, it says Jesus sweated droplets of blood. That's how stressed he was. He sweated droplets of blood. Uh, Dr. Frederick Zugabe talks about uh, this account and talking about sweating droplets of blood. He says, although this medical condition is relatively rare, it is well known and there have been many cases of it. The clinical term is hemohydrosis. Around the sweat glands, there are multiple blood vessels in a net-like form. Under the pressure of, hear this, under the pressure of great stress, these vessels constrict. Then, as an anxiety passes, the blood vessels dilate to the point of rupture. The blood goes into the sweat glands. As the sweat glands are producing a lot of sweat, it pushes the blood to the surface, coming out as droplets of blood mixed with sweat. Can you get this picture of Jesus being... Under such immense stress, he's kneeling down, praying to God, take it away from me. Take it away from me to the point where he's sweating droplets of blood. And the amazing thing is, church, at any point, God could have taken that away from him. And I don't know what challenges you're going through here today. I don't know what you're facing. I know that God knows, and if it's important to you, it's important to him. But sometimes God will deliver you out of stress. And other times, he'll deliver you through it. And when God delivers you through it, it's that faith. Your faith is refined. Your character is built up. And you become just that little bit more like Jesus. I'm believing as we pray at the end of this service, I'm believing God will deliver people out of stressful situations. He will bring revelation. But I know, I know he has something so much more valuable waiting for you. And he's going to give you the strategy, the power, the courage, and the boldness to get through that as well. So if we look at um, like this scripture, would have, we could teach on this for weeks. But I'm going to take three lessons out of it that showed us how Jesus pressed into stress. So if you're taking notes, number one, to press into stress, we must press into his presence. If we're to have that abundant life that God wants us to have, then it's daily walking with God. It's being in his presence. Think about this wonderful scripture. I'm sure you all know it. It's Matthew 11. And this is Jesus speaking. And you can take it as him speaking to us. He says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you anxious? Are you going through a state of depression? Are you worried? Are you stressed? Are you burnt out on religion? Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. You see, when Jesus was in that garden of Gethsemane, he knows how we feel. He had to press in to God's presence. And doesn't that give you comfort to think that whatever comes your way, God is with you. When the bills are coming in, God is with you. When you're facing challenges of the world, God is with you. When the diagnosis is bad, God is with you. When the kids are sick, God is with you. When you face the giants of this world, God is with you. He's able to defeat the giants. He's able to heal the sick. Come on, someone. He's able to defeat the devil in his actions. Come on. Jesus is able to do it. God is able to do this for us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He is with us. And some would say companionship doubles our joy and it divides our grief. But how much more true is that when it comes to walking with our Savior? So it's when stress comes our way. 
It's walking with God that gets us through. It's walking with God that brings protection. I think of uh, a time when I was in Launceston, Tasmania. That's where I grew up. And so I had the scar removed from where I, my other head was there. And, uh, and I was walking along the street with my best mate, Joe. And we walked down this little laneway, which opened up to this quadrant mall. And, uh, and we couldn't really see it. So we walked down the laneway. And as we got to the quadrant mall, just chaos is breaking out. Just this absolute chaos and pandemonium happening. What was going on was there was a guy there who was uh, a big, nasty, ugly guy who was just causing all kinds of grief. He was abusive. He was violent. He was uh, going to shops, just carrying on like... And we knew about this guy. This guy had a reputation for being a really nasty guy, you know. And so we're thinking, oh, wow, what's going on? And so this guy looks at me, stares me fair in the eyes. And I thought, I'm going to die here today. This is going to be the end of my life. And he starts walking over to me, staring me in the eyes like the, the Terminator, you know. I must break you. That's actually Ivan Drago from Rocky. But, and he's, he's coming after me and I'm looking in his eyes and I think, today my life is about to end. And I called out to my mate. I'm like, Joe, Joe, come over here. And Joe came over and he calmed the situation. He calmed the farm with this guy. He happened to be Joe's brother-in-law, believe it or not. It's a small world in Tasmania. You know, everyone's related. <laughs> Doesn't do my cause much justice. But uh, it was because I was with Joe that I was protected. It was because I was with Joe that I was safe. And I've got to tell you, church, it's companionship with God that brings that protection. It's companionship with God that we can rely on Him when troubles come knocking at our door. You see, it's in God's presence, church. It's in God's presence there's protection. It's in God's presence there's healing. It's in God's presence there's rescuing. It's in God's presence there's restoration. It's in God's presence there's revelation. It's in God's presence where He wants to inspire us to go and live for Him and have a relationship with Him. And it's nothing better than being in the presence of God. He wants that for us. He desires that for us. He died for that for us. In God's presence. So whatever you're facing, whatever danger lies your way, God wants to be with you every step of the way. Whatever you're going through today, God wants to be with you. The second lesson I learned from this scripture is to press into stress, we must press into change as well. Jesus understood that when he went to the cross, everything was about to change. Death was about to be defeated. Sin, sickness, sorrow, all about to be eradicated. The world turned on its head. Everything was about to change. And he pressed into that change. And if we want to press into stress, then we must embrace change as well. What stress do you need to press into to act as a catalyst of change for your life? Is it the stress of a heart attack that changes the way you think about exercise or or diet is it uh, worrying about a relationship breakdown that changes the way you speak to your husband or or wife is it retiring with no money that changes the way you spend or or save or invest you see it's when we press into stress and allow it to act as a catalyst of change in our life then we can take steps into entering the promised land, entering into the destiny that God has for us. What challenge do you need to embrace today? What challenge does your family need to embrace today to enter into all that God has for you? 
This might sound controversial, but the truth is we aren't the people today that will enter into the promises that God has for us. He's changing us. He's the master potter shaping us and, and guiding us and directing us. You see, stress is not a dirty word. If we press into stress, we can allow it to act as a catalyst of change that helps us become the people that God has destined us to be. Amen? So, um, so we see Jesus pressed into God's presence. He pressed into change. And the third lesson I've learned out of this scripture is to press into stress, we must press into courage as well. I'm going to ask our team to, to come up. We're going to pray for some people soon. It's going to be awesome. Believing for breakthrough in people's lives. But we must press into courage. Can you imagine the amount of courage or, or the amount of resolve or the amount, the amount of fearlessness it would have taken Jesus to muster up in that garden of Gethsemane, facing the cross, facing persecution, facing the weight of your sin and my sin on his shoulders. He had to press in to courage. See, church, courage can't exist without the existence of stress. The absence of stress would mean the non-existence of courage. If you think of the definition of courage... It's the state or quality of mind or spirit that enables one to face fear with confidence, resolution, and bravery. And this is why God tells Joshua in Deuteronomy, be strong and courageous. He says it in the next chapter in Joshua chapter 1, four times. He says, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Friend, be strong and courageous. I don't know what you've been through today. I don't know what challenges you face, but be strong and courageous for our God is able to empower. Our God is able to save. Our God is able to do the miraculous in your life. Be strong and courageous. The best of your life is yet to come. Be strong and courageous. The good thing is God doesn't expect us to tackle stress without giving us the, the power or the courage to deal with it. I think of some of the greatest athletes that we've known today. They are people who have pressed into stressful moments. They've taken courage. I think of none uh, more so than one of my basketball heroes, Michael Jordan. He says this. He says, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. And that's why I succeed. You see, if he didn't press into that moment of stress, if he didn't press into the stress of missing that next shot, if he didn't take courage to shoot it again, he wouldn't have went on to become one of the greatest sportsmen of all time, one of the greatest basketballers of all time. Friend, courage is in the absence of stress. It's the ability to act in the presence of stress. The old cowboy John Wayne says, courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyway. What area of your life do you need to take courage in? Is there a confrontation that needs to happen? Is there an ending that needs to take place? Is there something that needs to stop? Is there a new season for you to take grasp of? 
what's holding you back from all that God has for you. When we take courage from Christ alone and we press in to stress, God can take us places we've never seen before, empower us to do things we've never done before, show us things that we have never even contemplated before. If we press in to stress, what's holding you back? You know, for me, this is a journey for me. It's constantly things that are popping up that I have to press into. My latest, this is my latest. It might sound funny, but our little girl, she's almost two and a half. She's fearless, man. She, is, she will run and jump and climb anything. And I tell you what, it takes me great courage to not just wrap her up in, in cotton wool. I just want to lock her up inside sometimes because I think, you're going to hurt yourself. I've seen her fall off things so many times. And I'm like, oh, I just want to lock you up and hold you and, and, and not let you go and face the world. But I've got to press into this stress because I don't want to stifle her adventurous spirit. I don't want to stifle her fearlessness. I want to see her step into all that God has for us. I've got to press into stress as well. I'm preaching to myself, but I ask you again, church, what areas of your life are you missing out on? Because stress is dictating the way you live. I know that this message could be a challenge for some people here today because you're going through real things. You're going through tough times. You might put a, um, a facade on, a mask on when you come to church on Sunday, like everything's good, as we all do. But there's real challenges going on in your life, in your family's life, in your husband or wife's life. There's real issues happening. Can I ask you to do one thing for me, church? Will you just close your eyes for just this moment, just, one, just a couple seconds? As I said, I don't know what you're going through, but I know that God knows what you're going through. And we'll, can I echo the words of Jesus again? And if you just picture the challenge that you're going through at this time, the stressful moments that you're having, listen to Jesus' words for you. He says, are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me, come to me, come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. Church, this is no pun intended, but God has real life for you. He has real life for you. He has solutions for you. He has provision for you. He has miracles for you. He has a Bible full of promises for you. You can open up your eyes now if you like, but he has the answer for you. He is the answer for you. The future of your family may rest on you pressing into stress. The future of your destiny may rest on you pressing into stress. Will you stand to your feet with me? We're about to sing in a moment, and I'd love if we could sing that last song, Pip, if that was, that would be awesome. But as I mentioned at the beginning of the message, there's two types of stress in this world. One stress will stop you, while the other stress will stretch you. One stress will cripple you. One stress will steal from you the, the goodness and grace that God has for you and your family, while the other stress will catapult you into the destiny that God has. That's a destiny of love and joy and grace and abundance and provision. Which one will you choose today, church? Which one will you embrace today? Our love for what our heart desires needs to be greater 
than the challenge we face. And team, you can start singing. Our love for what our heart desires needs to be greater than the challenge we face. We need to decide today that we'll press into stress. We won't run from it. We'll press into it. And as our team leads us into the presence of God, can I ask that you press in to his presence this morning? Press into his presence with the idea of what's going on in your life. Press into his presence with the challenges that you're going through. Press into his presence, seeking answers, seeking strength, seeking what you need from God because he's here with open arms, ready ready to receive you, ready to answer your questions, ready to embrace you. Which one will you choose today?